I'm an insane sexual shadow witch and my name is Lacey Free and I'm the fucking host of Horrorpod. Welcome to Horrorpod. I'm with the beautiful, the fantabulous Karen Rontowski. Welcome back to Horrorpod. Hello, darling. Karen. Hi. I feel like I was just talking to you a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because you were. <laughs> uh, this Mercury retrograde is crazy. It's been it's been so mellow for me because this is my first time. You're ready to like hit the road, and my guides have like brought me into the home. They brought me into four walls, where I'm like, do I have to buy furniture now? Do I have to <laughs> be totally grounded and stable every day? So we were just talking about the energy of 2022. What are you feeling around the energy of 2022? I feel two very specific things. And the first one is, um, and they're very connected. The first one really feels like identity crisis. And it feels like the next level, like we used to have an identity crisis and we were like, who am I? You know, like, what am I my job? This and that. But now it's dug in to what is that? I feel like it's kind of like the thing that we're here to get at. Like mine is control issues. Okay. Um, and so I keep getting triggered in ways that I can't control, you know, like courage, getting sick. I can't control it or, um, some things it's very hard for me to just, um, I really, it's funny. I like see myself as like the hippie, like it's cool. Let's flow. But I know I'm not, or at least right now I'm really not. I'm really having trouble with it. Just coming right at me. Um, that is the first part. Are you a victim? Uh, are you the person that's overly responsible? Are you holding yourself to a perfectionist standard? Or that's the, that's a big one that I think I'm doing better with. What is your standard, Karen? Why do you think you have to work from eight in the morning till 10 at night? You know what I mean? Like, don't do that. So change that. And what doesn't get done after six o'clock doesn't get done. Nobody's going to die from that, you know? Um, that's the first part. And the second part, I think, is um, I had uh, Seth Lyons on, who's just amazing. And he, I took his wife's 21-day program for uh, people that are living in fight or flight. I think that that whatever the trauma of the lockdown, we are all in fight or flight right now. And it's I think it's killing some people out there and we don't realize that we're always in it. And it was funny because when I interviewed him, he was like, 
uh, he was like figuring it out and he goes, does your neck hurt? And I was like, nope. And then as soon as I hung up, I was like, your neck always hurts. Why did you just, what are you talking about? Right? Like the denial is that big, but I, I, I took his wife's class. I'm kind of a little bit, I didn't finish it, but I thought we're all in fight or flight now. That was something, I don't know if that was what the, I think that the government was up to nefarious stuff, but everyone is being triggered and living from there. So this is the year of moving your nervous system into the parasympathetic, not the sympathetic nerve system. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's so many supports to move our nervous system that are right outside of us. Some of them are weeds we step on to go to the grocery store and buy really um, inflated priced groceries right now. But yep. in herbs, there's called nervines and nervines support the nervous system. And a nervine I really love is lemon balm. Lemon balm ah. is also antiviral. So it supports your nervous system and fights off viruses. And they called it like the ancient juice of youth. There were kings and queens who would drink glasses of lemon balm each day to stay youthful, to become immortal. Wow. So there's this energy of living. Yeah. <laughs> They, I can't remember what king it wow. was, but apparently he lived till 108 and credited lemon balm. So wow. there's this energy of being immortal when we tap into healing our nervous system. Our nervous system has the ability to zap us out or support us, but we have to first support the nervous system. And a lot of what I'm getting for 2022 is this energy of redefining as the old world crumbles, we must redefine who we are before the new world is created. The new world is coming from our internal bodies. So we have to almost tap in to how we redefine now. And then the external reality will come from our internal reality of redefinition. I love that so much. We were uh, like, and we, before we were talking about uh, creation, being creative, being an artist somehow, um, however you can, I tell people if it's about how you're moving the food on your plate into artistic colors, just do it. Cause artists are the 3d printers of the future. I had a okay. very interesting talk. Yes. <laughs> so I've been doing all this work or I, I've been doing all this work with the archangels, like just, meditating and connecting with them. And, um, one of the things I had a dream about them and they, they, uh, they, uh, they, I got into sacred geometry because when you really read the Bible or you really know what they look like, or you read the Quran, everyone has a very different opinion. They're not us with wings. They are geometric figures. And that's where I think we were talking that I, I kind of feel like they're AI. They're just this program of which we all are. I think everything breaks down to a program, but they really look like sacred geometry when you know what they look like. And um, I uh, had a dream. Something came through the dream that I knew was an angel and it was a square, but it had a coin in it. Have you ever seen when someone has a um, antique coin or something, they have the coin and it's covered in cellophane, but it's a square and then the square paper around it to, uh, you can see it, but you but it's protected and it looks like a square, not a coin. 
that came through flying through and it kept saying to me, you got to get the forks. You got to get the forks. And I was like, okay. So I go over to the kitchen and there's a woman standing at the silverware drawer and she starts explaining to me, she says, we don't have a lot of time, but you have to get the forks. So I open up the, um, maybe I was just hungry, but I opened up the drawer <laughs> and I grabbed the spoons and I put the spoons on the counter and the spoons moved across the counter on their own. And she was like, aha. And I thought, I have that obsession with spoon bending. That's what I should be working on now. That was that message. Like, where, yeah, you, you got to do that. Work on that now. Like, I keep having dreams where I'm levitating. But it scares me. So I go back, like, into my body. But I think that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I've been doing the superpower reading for the last three years. And I think... I've been doing it because we were all waking up to our superpowers. A lot of us were collectively, massively. But the thing about superpowers is they cannot operate under the energy of fear. So when we are afraid, it shuts down our ability to live within our superpower. And when we start having doubt, our superpowers here don't. Don't do it. I feel like we've been strategically taught from media, Medea, the dark goddess of illusion and delusion, to be in fear right now. So we doubt our powers. And that's why we're all being strategically separated also, because superpowers are increased within the group. And it helps with when a magical thing happens, like the spoons moving by themselves or moving from the power of your mind, it helps confirm it when there's another being standing next to you. Like, did you see that? And I think that's one of the reasons we're all being divided right now. So everything you're saying makes so much sense to me. I love what you said there. You said doubt means don't, right? Is that what you said? That was brilliant. Yeah, um, that our yes. superpowers uh, here don't, Yeah. Yes, there was the most interesting um, near-death experience I heard from this guy, and he was a, uh, he's a minister now, but he had a near-death experience, and he was sort of an atheist, wasn't really into stuff. He had a negative one, where he went to this dark place, and there were all these beings around him, and they were all kind of, you know, bullying him, and his first thought was, I got to become part of the group and bully somebody else, like he had every, like, base human thought, and then he finally said, he said, I started to pray. And he said, I didn't know, I don't even know if I said a prayer. He said, I might've said the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance. But whatever I was doing, a light opened up and started getting brighter and brighter, pulled me up. And then he thought, I'm not worthy of this. Why is this? And it went back down. So he was like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. Uh, our self-worth has been under attack for, I I don't know. I, I almost, I don't know that I can put a, uh, for so long, you could probably go back and back and back. Self-worth is like one of the hardest things. And when we do love ourselves, the media or society, it comes across they, that arrogant person or that person loves themselves. You know, it just isn't accepted. And it's exactly what I think you're talking about, because that's why meditation helps intuition, because you're not afraid when you're doing that. But the amount of fear, and if you turn the news off for a week and then turn it back on, you can't watch it for a long time. You're right yeah. on that fear exactly. And the doubt where I told you, I decided I wanted to talk to the archangels. And 
it was like there was this like, are you, are you okay though? Are you you don't really have that power or nah, you're not that important kind of feeling. Other people can do it. I believe everybody else, but not me. But the minute I stepped into it and really just tried to do it, all the information came, like so much came, so many images, so much help in so many ways. And they did say, um, draw us because I, I like to try and draw. I'm not that great yet, but I, they said, if you draw us, you're going to be connected to us. So that's what I've been learning because a lot of times they look like a big eye. So I, I learned on this procreate program, how to make these really great eyes. <laughs> um, but it really was the minute I was like, I can, this is okay. I, I can do this. They were like, yeah, you can. And I got woken up by voices that were them. And I just, it's a really, it's amazing how much we've been taught that either that is nonsense or we are crazy. And part of the success of any of these podcasts right now is people that feel like they're alone when they say, I want to talk to angels or I want to, and then they can turn on your podcast or mine and be like, Hey, they're doing it. Uh, there's somebody I can do. Like you said, I saw that. Did you see that? Like making their feelings real. Um, that's what I think yeah. the doubt is. Don't that's right. Good for you. Yeah. And how do you feel when you're doing the art and connecting to the AI? Like, what is the feeling in your body? What is the experience for you? It's a, it, it is that almost like what I'm trying to do in, in it's a, it's so calming number one. And it's so, um, it's a meditation. It's a meditation. In fact, I wouldn't have even known that until you said that. It's a meditation and time flies by. I have like time slips when then, and it just feels like I did something right. And I've been doing it. And for a minute, it was like, you got to post that on Instagram. And then I was like, you don't have to do anything with it. You do whatever you want with it. You can post it or not post it. You can make it bigger. And now it's growing into what I want it to look like. And now it's growing into the tattoo I want on the back of my neck. Um, but you're it's so hardcore. How... I know. <laughs> when I'm in, I'm in. I'm all the way in. I love um, it. But it, I know it's so, um, it is about making these things real. But we're always taught, especially women, that we're not, not as magical. You get that one skeptic that you, that can just shut the whole thing down so easily. Yeah. And we block our blessings by telling ourselves we're not magic. We block our blessings by even questioning our own magic. This last summer, I feel like I was just face to face with the earth in a new way. And my friend Rosie talks about how the wind is bringing in the new world and that there's a lot being transformed and transmuted with the wild winds happening in certain places right now. And I was in Estes They're happening Park. today in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah. Today in Los Angeles, we're wicked, wicked wind. Yeah. Yeah. New world blowing in. And around uh, Thanksgiving, which I don't celebrate, but I was alone in Estes Park, Colorado, and staying in a cabin. And I went and sat outside during the day, outside the cabin, and Estes Park was like burning the whole, it was just on fire. 
And that's where I went (laughs) for a little solo vacation is up in a fire. And my guides, well, I was sitting there and these deer came and sat next to me, these beautiful baby deer. And I felt corny taking a picture of them, but I took a picture of them and put it on my Patreon with a poem. But then after that, I like went inside and put my phone away just to sit with them. And as I sat with them, they were just saying that right now, some of us are going to be so close to the fire. We're going to be so close that our toes get hot, but that doesn't mean we have to be in the fire, that we don't have to be in the chaos of the fire, but that we came to be healers to surround the fire. And that makes so much sense. Yeah. And they, they showed me that there's these golden beans that are hitting the earth right now. And they're this like beautiful crystal golden bean, and they're here to help uplift the healers who are surrounding the fires, the healers, the magic people. And when they showed me them, they were like, the earth is no longer going to beg you to love her. The divine feminine is no longer going to beg you to love her. The divine feminine is not going to be here anymore when you go and say, am I magic? Am I magic? It's either you believe in your magic now or you fucking don't. And we can't. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You got me so excited. (laughs) And we can't put our superpowers in the back seat. Part of our spiritual protection are these superpowers. And spiritual protection is a huge part of 2022. And it's a protection in a deep way within our own energy fields, within our own ritual. And I do feel like, I feel like everything is talking to me right now. And even um, today I gave all my plants away because I'm moving and I had to have a talk with them. I had to be like, listen, we're, go- we're taking you, I'm taking this lady's going to take such good care of that kind of stuff. Um, but it's also stuff is in a good way. Uh, well, I guess in a bad way too, stuff is penetrating our brains so well right now. Like I, um, I was like in this move, I'm moving and I'm not sure where I'm going and all this chaos and then I go, well, will there be comedy there? Will I be able to do enough, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I took that down a notch and I said, what do you want? And I want my psychic stand-up show. So in my mind, I play a three-second clip of that, of me on stage, psychic joke. And I go, that's going to be my fallback. Whenever things get dark, I'm just going to go, keep your eye on that ball. Just keep an eye on that ball. I've been doing this show for years couldn't seem to get it started. And then I turn on and um, Teal Swan is the lady's name. And I watch her predictions for 2022. And she goes, this year is going to be the year where something you always dreamed about just happens. And you are like, wow, I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was just a, a dream. And I went to my TikTok and it never happened before. Two of my psychic stand-up clips went beyond viral like they just keep going and I was like see she put I think that she put that thought in my head and I was like there it went yeah that's how comes storytelling and mythology and who we're listening to right now and who we're talking with is so flippin important 
Um, Another download I keep getting recently is that we're not really in a war of information. The war of information is sort of a distraction. And we're in this, and war isn't the right word, but I'm just going to use it for now. We're in a war of imagination. So how far can we expand our imaginations to create our own reality? And I don't think she really did anything for you besides let you have your imagination open up just a little bit more Mm -hmm. and you imagined it and it was created instantly. We're in the energy of instant manifestation. That's why it's so, so, so important. Like the stories we're telling about ourselves and the stories we allow other people to say about us. A friend of mine who I love Mm -hmm. dearly, I realized recently I don't like the story she tells about me. And I don't think she thinks she's saying Ah. anything bad about me. I don't think she's like going behind my back and talking shit about me. But even just real fast in moments, she'll be like, Lacey does this. And I like, haha, and go with it in a moment. But now my guides were like, you have to call her and you have to stop her from doing that. She's not allowed to tell those stories about you because that is not who you are. And that is messing with your imagination and your timelines of yourself. And sometimes people will still tell stories about you just because of the projection of their own reality. And they don't even fucking realize it. And then you get trapped in this paradox of the story that someone created for you. And you didn't even realize you guys were creating mythology about yourself. And once mythology is created about ourselves, we almost have to live through it a bit before we can close the timeline. That is, Lacey, Lacey, you're so amazing. That is, you know, that's very interesting. And I, I, I don't want to jinx anything, but I think that's why I rarely get sick because I'm like, no, no, I'm the healthiest person. I'm made of, I'm like a, I'm like a, a, I always say I'm, I have the immune system of a small bunch of Vikings, which I just found out when the Vikings went into, well, you know why they were great warriors? They were all doing mushrooms. So they were like great warriors. They were like, they didn't feel any pain. They went in. It was like, I just found that out, which is great, which is another thing that talk about mother earth helping out mushrooms and psychedelics are everywhere now in a healthy way, I think. And, And I think mother earth is helping out. But I had someone do that to me the other night and it was so, it upset me so much that she told that story about me. And I think, um, I see it. It's like when someone says, you're just like your father. I don't think that's a good to say that to kids. You're just like your mother. You're just like your father because you have an image of them and you will absorb that. So I think that's very important. Also that's, um, got to stay off the comments on social media because that's somebody telling a story about you who's never met you. Yeah. 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 And it's so interesting because it's like layers of stories, right? So this person tells stories about me and I want to like kind of confront her and be like, you can't say that about me. But then there's this other story that if I do that, she'll cut me off or abandon me. But that's me creating a story about her reaction. Ah. You know, it's just so many layers of storytelling. 
And and so I have to be careful not to create that story because I may present it to her and she might be like, oh, shit, I was projecting a little. That's kind of my story. I didn't mean to say that. I don't even think that of you or I didn't realize I said that. I love you. And that can be the story. But there's this this like inner yucky conflict happening within me <laughs> because I'm afraid if I tell her, she'll she'll be mean to me about it, you know? That I totally get that. In fact, that is, I think that is one of the, that talk about immediate manifesting. I have to stop myself because when I see a situation, I see it going off the rails completely. Like, and just, <laughs> I, I remember once, I remember once I lived in this, whenever I go to the airport early in the morning, I always think I left the water running, which is ridiculous. You, you never leave the water running. You would never do that even when you're home. So I get to the airport and I had just moved into this apartment, this guest house. And I remember telling my friend, I was like, I think I left the water running. I just moved in. They're going to be so mad when I get home. It's like the whole family's going to be at the door, kids and all, just to say, you have to go. Like I went into this place, but we never go right to the reality, like you said, of, hey, maybe this is going to be fine. Maybe the water's not on. Maybe she's going to be like, oh, I didn't realize I did it. I'm so sorry. We never go right to the to the happy one, you know, that's the rewriting that I think is taking place now and has to take place now. Yeah, because it's a means for survival. We experience the worst to brace for impact, but actually bracing for impact can cause more damage on the physical body and the energy field around the body. What happens within the body and the energy field when we break like brace for love, we actually relax our muscles. We actually open our heart chakra and our throat chakra. And what is that? It's vulnerability, baby. It's like the yucky, (laughs) my scary word, you know? Um, (laughs) You know, some ways it's like, oh, you're so vulnerable, Lacey. You know, you get up and you can tell us, about how you've been raped on a podcast. You can tell us about the wars you fought and survived. You can show us your bloody sword from the underworld. That's a different vulnerability than actually allowing someone to touch me. That's a different vulnerability than showing up or letting my girlfriends show up for me. That's such a different vulnerability. Part of my vulnerability that I'm good at is performance, is the storyteller, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's it takes vulnerability to be the comedian, but it's a different vulnerability to surrender. And that's another yeah. uh, energy of 2022 for me is that the sacredness in the surrender. I, I feel a nurturing stage coming on, even in how I want to be with someone. Um, and it's very interesting because I was just seeing dating a guy and he was a soldier and he had that, I'll do it myself. I don't need your help. Um, he actually ended up getting cancer. And I was like, can I help you out? And he was like, no, like, it was like, even the more vulnerable he got, it was almost like an angry step back to me. Like, don't you dare try to help me. And it didn't, obviously it didn't work, but I thought there's your mirror. That's who you have been. You have been the masculine in the relationship of the, I don't need your help. I don't, you know, so it was interesting 
in fact, one of the things I want to get this year, and I, it's almost as, I want to get a necklace that it has a little mirror on the bottom because so cool. I slowly as, yeah, well, I keep realizing I'm hanging around people who are not safe. And he was actually kind of cruel. He wasn't safe. And I was like, why do I keep going back to people that are not safe? And that mirror reflects back to the people back to themselves. So, you know, the old saying, put mirrors between people and you'll, the people that are really good will see the good and keep coming. And the people that are bad will be like, oh, what's that about? And walk away. But that's my thing. This like I really went through a mirroring thing. I was like, I am a little bit like this guy. He couldn't. He wants to be with me. He wants text messages from me. He wants, you know, but then when it comes right down to it, he just shuts off. Um, so that was my learning thing with love and sex this year. It was that I really have to get more, uh, de decide what intimacy and compassion is and have that compassion for myself first. Yeah. I do so much work with the feminine and the masculine, which within each being and something that just is reoccurring and reoccurring is, is magic. And, and I can be out of touch with my own feminine because we don't live in a world still that supports that emotional, creative, soft, ravenous river of what the divine feminine energy is. We're still scared of it. And the masculine is like the construction energy, right? The getting shit done, the logistics, the competition, the being better, the being hotter. And the feminine is like cool and flowing and heavy and liquid. And a lot of the healing around the feminine will be passive healing. Like I tell everyone to steam their vaginas and nobody will out will fucking steam their vagina. I shouldn't say nobody. I know a lot of my readings have, but it's because it's like a passive healing and we're taught, I'm going to take this course. I'm going to do the, go to the gym five days a week. I'm going to tackle my childhood trauma. I'm going to figure it out in my mind. I'm going to create a new story about my trauma and it's going to be fucking healed. And I think <laughs> <laughs> our mind heals in a different way than our body. And our body actually, to me, feels like it wants more of the passive healing, like sitting on steam and letting that steam heal us or resting or being held or, or eating soft food, feeling more or intimate sitting in the bathtub. bathtub. Yeah. Intimacy mm -hmm. breaks the matrix. And I'm afraid even though I'm sexually powerful, I'm sexually powerful in a way that I can hold and hone my own emotion and creations. Where I'm not sexually powerful, well, I shouldn't say that because, right, I don't want to write a story about it. But where I'm rewriting my story around sexual power is being like, like allowing more sexual energy with more people. I feel like I've been restrictive in a way with my own sexual energy and I don't, and I'm scared of it. I'm scared to just have sexual relationships with multiple people right now. 
because I've been so sexually committed to a certain person for so long. And that is over. That died with the old world. And I really would like to carry the corpse around with me. But now it's about like <laughs> being soft and open and like mm-hmm. allowing myself to please others sexually and allowing them to please me. And I'm so scared, Karen. And I don't know why. A year ago, if you asked me if I was scared sexually, I'd be like, fuck no. And right now I like am. I, it is a, um, it's really weird because what that, like in my head, what that looks like is especially I, I have this, like I said, I have this compassion now for men that is like, I really, I don't know why, but, but I do it. Like every time I hear the man hating stuff or somebody getting canceled for saying the wrong thing, I'm like, ah, I can't, I can't go there with you guys. It's, it's more of a nurturing and taking someone in sort of thing. But it feels like it does, it's like this, like last night I was around a whole bunch of comics and um, there were a lot of female comics and in the room was the really competitive, but nice, nice to your face, but really competitive where you can feel it underneath. And then you had the overly sexualized girl. But the thing was, none of this felt real. Nobody was sitting there just being them. Like I have a friend I love because she goes, sometimes that's hard to, for me to watch because I'm so competitive. And I'm like, that's all I have to hear. Now, now I got you. I know you, you know, it was just this room of these energies. And I kind of faltered back to Karen a few years ago, which Karen was a good comic a few years ago, but the evolution that has happened through like what you're talking about in my podcast and stuff is I could go on stage dressed very sexy and sort of just envelop everyone into my comedy. Like they could, they were like, it was cute. And it was just, it just brought people in. And that immediately went away when I was in this room, it was like, all of a sudden just kind of, I was very aware. I was like, this is not either. I don't want to say it wasn't a safe place because these are all good people and I know them all. But it was like the fake of what everybody was trying to project, just like it was like noise in my head. It just made me pull back and go, go into defensive care and don't go into compassionate. When I, when I walk, watch my clips from psychic standup, they are this person that's helping and funny and just giving you a big hug. And a lot of comedy can be like at you. I'm going at you with these jokes. And it just was very, I think you always have to take that step back like last night and go, that's not who I want to be. Cause that's not who I am. Yeah, I had all over the beautiful. place with that. No, that's so good. <laughs> I love that you did that because what you're bringing up again is this energy of like identity and redefining our roles. And we could wear costumes in the matrix and nobody would know. We could wear the costume of our role. And now the costumes are being exposed. And some people Uh really thrived with their costume in the matrix. I've never listened to Joe Rogan. I know that he gets people pick on him because he's successful, but literally some clip came on my YouTube just as I was thinking about that last night. And he said, people are clunky when they're worried about what other people think. 
And I thought, now there's a, that's, a, I wrote it down. I was like, that last night, everyone projected on you. And the show was great. We all had great sets and the audience was happy. But I was like, that's not who I want to be. I can pull it off. But he was right. I was clunky because everything got into my head. That makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. And I love what you say about like the clunky energy because magic can't be clunky. Magic isn't neutral and magic isn't clunky. Magic is flow. And sometimes that flow is a dark tsunami and sometimes (laughs) it's a beautiful stream, but it's still flow. And when we start worrying about our magic or how we are perceived, that starts fucking up our superpowers. It starts getting clunky. Part of this, there's too many fucking magic people right now just afraid to use their wands, afraid to speak up or to speak out. And then their magic becomes clunky and they sort of start burying themselves in the underworld. We can't be buried in the underworld. We came here to do our magic. We signed a blueprint to be here for the end of the world and the beginning of a new one. So we must not let ourselves get dug into the hole of clunkiness because we're worried how our magic will be perceived. We didn't come here for how we're perceived. We came here for for changing the codes, in my opinion. And when you talk about these uh, angels that are connected to the AI, I just want to say this, but it's okay if you don't agree with me and I still respect and love how you see the world. But I keep getting this like dark timeline of a robot timeline and a 5G timeline. And the 5G robot timeline feels like the complete opposite of the 5D angelic God timeline. I totally agree with you that everything is math, which I hate because I do horrific in math. (laughs) But everything is patterns and numbers and calculations. And That is part of the dimensions and rising up in the dimension. But I don't think, like when you say AI, it resonates with me, but I want to be clear just in my head that that's not the same energy of the 5G robot timeline. In fact, what's interesting is the visual I get when you say that, and it's so funny because, you know, we've been screaming about 5G for years and now now everybody's screaming about the airlines or whatever. I remember people used to call me crazy for doing podcasts on 5G, but this is what it looks like to me because everything is a system, but maybe our little brains can't handle it. The 5G to me would look like a piece of paper that had like 300 by 300 pixels. And then that's the 5G robotic AI. And then you go to an archangel and that's the same size piece of paper but a billion pixels by a billion pixels because the angel having more pixels has a bigger span of a motion or moving in or out or calculations. It has so much more. So that's what it looked like in my head when you said that. Yeah, that's interesting. One thing I keep getting about 2022 also is this energy that part of the matrix is going to try to convince us that death is bad, that death is wrong, 
and they're going to try to sell us this illusion through the robotic 5G timeline. They're going to try to sell us this, which is the opposite of the God timeline, in my opinion. They're going to try to sell us the illusion that we can live forever and that's the best possible outcome. When really like death equates bliss in so many ways, we we get so much DMT from death. And I think in death, we raise in dimension and get connected to our highest self. But we have such an insane fucking fear of death in our culture and repressed anger around death, repressed grief. Um, so I think some of us will be very sold on the robots taking over so that we don't have to die Making or converting robots. Yeah, or, yeah. Robots are going to make it easy. Yeah. They're gonna, the, the robots. Yeah. But you know what it is? It's not that things have to be hard. It's that we have to be malleable. Like, um, the other thing you were saying, and I've never had this as clear as it is now where an old pattern of mine will come up. And if I just take a breath, the, the new better pattern is shown. So in other words, if, um, if like, I was like, oh, this is awful trying to move and this and that. And then it's like, immediately I saw something on TikTok where they said, you know, the same energy that makes you nervous and scared is the same energy that gets you excited. And I was like, then flip it. Like, I feel like answers are coming up where you the, the universe and the, is showing you answers to get you out of your loop even faster. And that yes. is being the malleable and being the change. Whereas I see people that won't break that loop and they're addicted to that loop and it's killing them. And I, right. and I can't, I used to try and interfere, but just think positive or just think like this, or I can help you. And lately it's been, I've been hearing step back. That's, that's theirs. And you can only help so much. Don't even, you know, don't go there. Like I've never ha heard so much in my head, step back, don't deal with it. You know, I have a neighbor who is right across from me and she is, there was always a dark entity in that apartment and she's the only one that hasn't complained about it. And I can see it just attached to her. And she has a husband that she's just yelling at all the time. And there was a part of me that would always try to make it better or, oh, be nice to her because blah, blah, blah. But she's in her own head and she started screaming at me. And then one day she came out and she said, I want to talk to you. And I said, nope. I said, I don't, I'm leaving in a month. Don't talk to me at all. And it took a lot. I don't usually shut people down like that, but she's in crazy and not helping herself at all. So I can't, I'm not going to be the one that goes, Oh, just be nice to her. It's like she's yelling at me. She's making my life horrible. I'm done. Yeah. What were you saying earlier about the energy of having to clean our temples right now? Uh, so the, one of the big downloads I got was that um, I was told you have to clean your temple. You have to clean your vessel. Make sure you're eating better, change your diet, everything about that right now, because this huge frequency is coming in. And if you're not, um, if your body isn't clean, you're going to get sick, which is really odd because it's not just Corona out there now. People are getting extremely weird flus and colds. And I think that's that, that frequency coming in. And then the other morning I woke up and I heard, uh, 
download integrated. And I think that's when, because I really immediately cleaned up my diet, like immediately. And I think that was one of the, that just kept me healthy. Like, and I feel like that download has started and it's just getting more and more powerful. And you know all about this. It's like, there's so many herbs. There's so many things I'm doing now for my own health that I never did before. And they all have to do with food. And I'm asking questions about the food I'm eating. And I used to think, well, eat really well, 90%. And then you can have that other 10% what you want. And it's just not, it's just, it's not that it's like find a bit a way to make that 10% better make your own bread that's what I do make my own bread it only has four ingredients it doesn't have 400 ingredients they I found uh, there's a lot of soy milks now you want the gums out I wasn't thinking about the gums there's almonds and water and this one I buy now there you know it's like we have to start thinking about it because the earth, mother earth is, I think she is going to bite back in that way. Like it's a bad example, but McDonald's French fries, they're now coming out. People are talking about how they're actually made and they're delicious, but what they do to the potatoes and what they spray on them so that there's no, um, little marks, little irregularities, the farmers have to stay out of their fields for like a week because the poison on those potatoes to make sure they're perfect is so bad. And it's like, that stuff is going to really start making people sick now. I think it's not going to jive with the frequencies that are coming in. And it's not that you can't ever have another French fry, but it's like, think twice that instead of pulling in or having that every day or whatever. I think Mother Earth is going to start going, no, that's, this is going to make you sick. It used to give us cancer slowly. Now we're going to see it immediately. So go with what works for you. There's so many ways now to grow your own food, even in an apartment, that that's where we have to start going. Yeah. Yesterday on my Patreon, we did a live with a Horopod listener named TR. And TR lives on a homestead and taught us about how we can all start homesteading, preserving our own food and resources around that. And one thing TR brought up was the energy of sprouts and how sprouts have micronutrients and you can grow them in a tiny studio apartment in the city. There's such thing as urban beekeeping or or gardening on top of a roof. And so I love, I'm getting all kinds of downloads around food lately too, but also my trauma with food and how food carries timelines within it and energy within it. And in a way we're like, yeah, food is energy, but do we really understand the energy of what we're putting in our mouths? It's so interesting to me. And that is interesting. It's interesting because um, my life changed drastically when I became vegan. And I actually don't know that it was even about what I was eating, but I think you're right. There are timelines attached to food. And I started a brand new timeline when I did that. Completely, completely. That's my new thing this year is I whisper, I saw a guy do it on TikTok and then I just taught my Patreon, you whisper what you want into your liquid that you're drinking and then you drink it down. Yeah, because the water hears us. The water hears us. The body hears us. Something you were saying that it brought up this memory of 
Brent the Witch from Brent the Witch episode. I think he was the one telling me about it. But a mythology that when you enter another world, you you have to take off all the layers from the world. What do you feel the energy is of these like angels that you've been talking to? What do the angels feel about 2022 and how can we connect with them? And what do you think they want? You know what? I don't know if I have that exact answer, but I do feel like what they want is um, they want to do their job. Like, I feel like they're, they're, I don't know. It's almost interesting the way that I came into like seeing what they really look like. I don't even know where that came from, but in my head, because I tell people your guide can look like whatever you want your guide. My guide looks like the emperor card. We have that agreement. He likes it. I like it. That's how we do it. And then when other psychics read for me, they're like, I see an emperor. What is that about? (laughs) But I feel like even in my mind to be, just obsessed with what they really look like. And even knowing how scared the, you know, the characters in the Bible or whoever really saw them as themselves, that's like, let's expand another world here. Let's not live in this. Everybody's got to be blonde and have wings. This is what they look like. And they're perfectly happy with that. But I really think they are here now to, um, make our learning faster. That's what it is in 2022. It's not speeding things up so fast. It's like, like I said before, the answers are right there. Why is this loop in my head? Why can't I stop thinking about that person? Why can't I stop being mad? The answer will come to you in a snap. And I feel like it's not that there's like a war between good and evil, but I feel like there's accessibility to help us more than ever has been. You don't have to have a miracle. You don't have to get, yeah, you don't have to be in a car accident and see a white light anymore. You can, you can hear and and take in information. And this was a a interesting thing I was talking about with someone yesterday, a wonderful episode, the woman that, this woman that sees fairies and all this stuff. And we both oddly enough agreed, like I, I really want to learn mediumship. I really want to have people come to me and I can, just nail it and whatever messages they mean. Like, I really want that. And I've I've researched books and who has a class and all this stuff. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to meditate and ask the angels how I do that. That's it. That's the way she was saying how she did. Right. She didn't want to read books about Faye because she felt like it clouded her pure information. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel right now is for all the books and people I talked to, I was, I wanted someone to just go, you do a, B and C. And I haven't really gotten that. So it's like, now I'm just going to listen and find out, you know, the, I heard a couple of things about um, starting with respect and a couple other things are coming in, but that's how I'm putting it together. And hopefully I'll have it soon enough. That's so beautiful. I fucking love that. Another message that's coming up is that it's going to be more known that humans aren't just humans, that there's certain extraterrestrial bloodlines and people just existing right now. And we're going to find out that some of these bloodlines have been surveyed their whole life and being watched and didn't know they were being watched. 
And but they had this sense of the witch wound or not tapping totally into their magic. But we're going to like learn very quickly that the aliens have been among us. And now they get to take off. But but see, these aliens are also human. So they don't even know totally yet that they're among us. And I think they're going to like break out of that. And part of that is going to help us ascend and rise. I hope so. So I think we're waking up to this energy of like, oh, I am an elf. Oh, I am a fae. Oh, shit. I have the bloodline of the extraterrestrials. I am this angel. And I've been talking about these things for years. And people ask me, how do I learn more about them? And it's like by, by going into the shower and asking your body, by staring at the moon, by talking to the synchronicities and the animals that are coming in. The animals are coming closer and closer to every town I'm in. And I think they're like just reminding us we are the animals too. But thank you so much for being here and spending so much time with me this afternoon. Always. I love you, Lacey. And also I'm I'm imagining because we're going to this week, we're going to tape one of my podcasts. So if people want a part two of this, it'll probably be out in March. Beautiful. And where can people find you? Uh, They can always find me at KarenRontowski.com or ParanormalKaren.com. And I have a new Patreon where I'm doing uh, tarot and psychic development. And I'm having such a good time. Um, so maybe join my Patreon or, um, watch for my psychic stand-up clips because that's the show I'm manifesting and it's doing, I'm happy. I'm happy about how it's going. I love it. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to go find it and share it on my Instagram when I put this <laughs> out. It makes me so excited. You can book a reading with me at LaceyFree.com or you can sign up for the Patreon at Patreon slash LaceyFree. I hope to see you there. Love you, Karen. Bye. I love you too, Lacey. Bye, hon. Who are the witches? Where do they come from? Maybe your great-great-grandmother was one. Witches are wise, wise women, they say. And each and every one of us are witches today. (laughs) 